Hi, everyone. Welcome to Education Empowered, a new podcast from Salesforce.org, where we speak to the changemakers and the trailblazers that are paving a path forward for the students of tomorrow. My name is Jason Bellin. I'm the Vice President of Student Success at Salesforce.org, and I am joined by a trailblazer and a changemaker and a great customer, a member of our Higher Ed Advisory Council. Let's see, what else can I say? And an internet superstar, I think at this point, Haley Gold. Haley, thanks for uh, hanging out with me today. Oh, yeah, of course. Thanks, Jason. Um, so, hi, I'm Haley Gould, a CRM manager at Michigan State University. I don't know about internet sensation, but um, certainly, <laughs> certainly enjoy being a part of the Salesforce community. <laughs> but you have you have podcasts. You, I feel like you're all over my my LinkedIn feed. I see all these things you're doing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I got to try to keep up with you. So <laughs> <laughs> I love this podcast, though. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. You know, we get to talk about all the tech technology experiences and innovation that's shaping education today, uh, specifically within um, higher education. And this is a milestone for us. This is our second episode. Can you believe they let us back on no, the air? No, who did that? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have a, a guest with us today, Haley, don't we? Who is that? We do. We do. Um, on today's episode, we're joined by Jake Hornsby, CIO of Cal State East Bay. And we're going to be discussing um, challenging the status quo and thinking about how technology can improve the student experience overall. I'm very excited to talk with Jake. Uh, not the first time we've talked with Jake. Uh, he was part of our AI Week um, event that we had uh, just just a few days ago. So that was really cool to be able to have a conversation. And Jake, thanks for coming back and, and chatting with us. We have a lot to talk about in terms of AI, technology, all the great work you're doing at Cal State East Bay. Before we get into any of that, I think it's really important that we start off where everything really starts, and that is on your LinkedIn page. So I am on your LinkedIn page right now, and I see, first of all, that you're the CIO and the evangelist of the customer experience, which is amazing. I love that customer experience piece of your, of your headline. But secondly, the thing that really pops up <laughs> into my mind is that I see a CIO posing next to his motorcycle with, uh, with some sort of motorcycle gear on. And immediately I'm thinking, this guy, this is like the definition of a trailblazer. Like this, this photo to me says, this is a guy who's like thinking differently. He's a man on a mission. Is that how you think about yourself, Jake? Is that what you, what you were thinking when you added that photo? I have no idea. But no, I mean, motorcycles is, is just something that is a passion. I've been riding since I was a little kid. Uh, but no, and it, it kind of fits, it sort of fits the way I work um, in general. It's go fast, but um, cautiously in a way. Safely, yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, I'm glad that you have that. It's an inspiration for, I think, all of us as we think about our, our LinkedIn <laughs> photos. And, uh, and I'm really glad to, how long, we, we met each other, I don't know how long ago, probably at an event a couple of years ago or something, but it's always great to be with you and, and hear you talk. Um, would you, I mean, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself first. You know, uh, we've obviously already embarrassed you about your photo, but there's more to you than that. Maybe tell us a little about yourself and what's happening at, uh, at Cal State East Bay. Oh, right. So I'm the chief information officer. Obviously, you look at my LinkedIn page, and uh, but but for the entire campus. So some campuses have CIOs that are uh, multiple CIOs. I'm the CIO over the entire, all the technology in the campus. And East Bay, Cal State East Bay is a special campus. It is definitely uh, a new challenge for me in many ways. And in one way is, uh, is because it's the most diverse campus in the country, according to some people. Um, so that's an interesting fact. I, um, and on, on the side of that, I also work with the Chancellor's Office, which is the umbrella group for all 23 campuses on several groups like the Cloud Steering Group. Uh, we're on the head of the Salesforce Task Force to help share knowledge about Salesforce and CRM and concepts 
uh, related to that uh, amongst the campuses and help them through their journey. That's and that's kind of really what I do for everybody: help students and help other people succeed in some way. That's great. You know, it's, it sounds like you're really thinking about how you foster and build a community there. And, and that's so essential to how, uh, you know, engagement um, happens across the campus and how that's fostered. So, you know, just a couple weeks ago, um, you hosted an AI hackathon focused on Einstein chatbots, where there were a bunch of campuses that sort of came together. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what inspired you to host that at your institution? Oh, yeah. I was, I was with uh, Samara Wenton and some other individuals at Salesforce and some of my staff literally maybe two or three weeks before that event, we're like, you know, it'd be a great idea. Um, and, you know, let's, let's bring some campuses together and build a bot, right. And try to get people excited about um, some technology that can make really quick changes to a campus. So we started off, we put a poll out to all the CSUs, uh, found some friends from the University of San Diego, Salesforce, Aperio, and we ended up with around 70, 75 people from nine campuses or so, you know, on the day. And essentially, it rolled out um, pretty simply. We started off with an exercise to go, okay, what are these conversations we want to have with students? You know, sticky notes on a bunch of boards. And it ended up, they ended up grouping these things in around eight different groups. Uh, those groups broke off, wrote all of the dialogues. Dialogues are those things that you you know, want to purvey to a student, meaning it could be a student might be start a dialogue with you about, you know, can I graduate or how do I graduate or what is my GPA, those kind of things. Um, and then at the end of the day, we had each of the teams present their bots. So during that time, this is the exciting part. Every team made their own bot with uh, <laughs> their own unique name, their own unique style. It was interesting. Um, and then they got to present it. And then we, we had a little, a little award session and that was it. Um, but it worked out really, really well, surprisingly, given their short notice. Wait, so how many bots? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to ask the same question. Yeah. So like how many bots and what was the most creative we name? We need numbers. How many? Tell us. <laughs> we need numbers. We need oh, names. Oh, man. Oh, I think well, one of them was uh, from Monterey Bay. And it was Otterbot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is happening with the Otterbot? Like, so tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Um, oh, so what we're going to do next is... Uh, we've been cleaning up their work, um, consolidating, you know, some of those dialogues that are really common. Um, think about how a menu structure could look for all these things. And then we want to package it up, you know, both not just in CSV form, but potentially a Salesforce package and share it out. So people have, can have a quick launch, hire a bot that then they can customize their dialogue responses to themselves. Because to build a bot is really challenging. It could take a lot of hours of individuals thinking of all the different ways of saying, um, asking a question, for example. You know, it takes at least 150 per question, 150 different questions to be able to initiate a single dialogue. Uh, it is, it's, so that's challenging. And this way we can share it and it helps campuses save a lot of money and a lot of time. That's really great. And, and so building boss can, can be complicated, but, you know, you brought together, I think you said 70 something people. Not all these folks are experts in technology. Maybe some of them had, maybe you hadn't even heard of Salesforce before. These are just folks from around your campus? I mean, tell us a little bit about who, who oh, was that, in that, that room. Was, that's actually, I think, kind of an interesting part. So there was literally only a handful of technology type people. The rest were some faculty, some students, and uh, quite a few administrators, because they're the ones that know what kind of conversations they have with their students. So they're the best fit to do it. So it doesn't require technical experience. And I think that's what was, was a takeaway for them. In the end, they're like, wow, we built a bot. This is super cool. <laughs> like In a day, and it does something, and it works. And and then they see everybody else's and like, oh, if we combine this together, this is going to be 
this is going to be great for students, you know, in terms of providing students to access the stuff that they need when they need it. And also, you know, deflecting um, the load, those, that question load off of our staff. Was that when, I mean, when you when you were thinking about doing this, I know it kind of happened from idea to actually doing something was a pretty quick turnaround time, which is really great. Um, what was happening sort of before that? Maybe take us back. Um, before we got to chatbots, was, was there other work around analytics or AI happening on campus or kind of what motivated folks to say, hey, this is a this is a great idea. I want to get involved. I think there's a little bit of that. Um, so, A, we've been way deep in Salesforce for the last year and a quarter doing a lot of a lot of different areas, um, pretty much end to end, I think. But the higher ed right now is in this. There's a lot of companies going around that, you know, sell a bot. Right. Um, and. And they're expensive and they're locked down and you can't see what's behind them. And, and that's not the kind of thing that I think is will provide future innovation. So we want people to own their things and build their stuff themselves in the way and, you know, give it the personality they want. Um, and so we're like, you know, what, let's build our own. And so we don't get pulled into these companies that are sort of preying on the fact that a lot of higher ed institutions don't uh, don't understand how to get started in the first place. Yeah, you're all about empowering the institution or the the university that might use this in the future. And I really, really like that. You might have an inquiry coming from Michigan State here pretty soon. <laughs> right. Is this something that you would like repeat again, this event, um, or potentially try to go out to different campuses? I would imagine it was you know, regarded as a huge success for you guys. Would you do it again? Oh, yes. Well, de we're definitely, we have, actually, we have a meeting next week to plan what we want to do next. So in terms of the collaboration across the CSU and our, our friends at different universities, um, we want to do finish this this work with this bot so we can have something really valuable to share. So we will do that. Um, but we're also thinking about doing other um, high impact hackathons, so to speak. One we one that comes to mind that might happen is that to hold a host an event where a whole bunch of individuals from different departments um, write, start thinking about student journeys, and then writing the 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 journey flows, you know, drawing them out, and then also adding in writing the language behind it. Um, we we have a pretty comprehensive set of journeys for our students from prospect to current students. And it took a long time to write those and not to mention some significant expense. And uh, we want to be able to avoid that event, the expense. So if you imagine you do it once and you share it to 50 campuses, how much money, how much state uh, or taxpayer or even private, it doesn't really matter, um, uh, money can we save? Not to mention helping those schools that there's no way they could have afforded to start, you know, by getting a consultant or, or bringing people in to help them out. And this will give them, you know, leapfrog them to a place where they can help students. And, you know, I think that some of these things are not, they're not, they're not going to make us competitive in the world. They're not going to make, Oh, we went to East Bay because they have the greatest student journeys, <laughs> communications journeys. Um, so <laughs> why, why hide them? Why, why hog them, share them back out? I love that. Yeah, I think it, it also sounds like, you know, you're really thinking about this as a as a public good, which I think is such an important view to take on something like chatbots and AI. But, you know, especially when you think about within higher education, um, just the power of saying, look, here's a thing you can go look at. It functions on our campus today and you can do this, too. You know, and, and you had figures earlier of like it was one day or, you know, however much time lead in. And I think that's a really powerful story to tell um, out to other campuses who are thinking about doing something similar. So. Thanks for sharing that. 
I did want to highlight one thing that you talked about earlier and just call attention to it because I think this makes your campus really unique. So you said that um, Cal State East Bay has one of the most diverse student bodies of any campus. And you said maybe even nationally, which we won't hold you to. (laughs) But diversity in AI isn't something that we get to hear a lot about, just like community and AI. And so I'm curious about your thoughts on providing your students with the access to interact with AI as a tool. Uh, And then what's important about this, you know, if we think about ourselves as higher education professionals um, for those students in their future professional lives, the larger community um, out there near your campus. Yeah, I think there's a couple of different ways students could interact with AI. Uh, One is more on the personal level. So maybe looking at, um, you know, past student data from, you know, you know, the hundreds of thousands of students we've had across this, millions of students we've had across this issue and go, is there a some sort of ideal path or is there something that they can infer from the data that can help them be more successful? Um, we have, there's a lot of ideas around that right now. And I, I believe the University of San Diego is going to present on that topic specifically, actually, at the Higher Ed Summit. So hey, I'll Jake, that's that a great plug, sure. by the way. Great moment to plug our event, <laughs> Higher Ed Summit. That's a commercial break for salesforce.org. Um, um, right. I, I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> then we have uh, the other side of the coin, like, you know, when these kids graduate, I call them kids. Oh, it's kind of funny. I'm not, I'm not that um, but the, uh, when they graduate, you know, technology like this is going to be become very much more per- pervasive than it is now. And given some exposure in different ways to it, whether it be through coursework, through ex- experiential learning, you know, allowing them to get access maybe to Einstein, um, and do some analysis on some data or um, by, you know, internships program with me. I We've interned a few students so far to learn Salesforce and technology like this. So when they leave, um, they have some uh, direct, directly relevant skills in a lot of different technology. That, that's so great, Jake. And, you know, I think when we're like what I'm thinking about this, as Haley mentioned, you know, the diversity of, of the student body, you know, I really do think about the, you know, the direct impact that, the work you're doing with the chatbots is going to have, of course, on your campus and others in terms of, you know, really thinking about how those students are accessing services and how, where they are and at what time of day they're asking questions because they're, they're working, they've got other things going on. Um, every learner is on a different journey and being able to automate some of that and make it super easy. Um, I think it's going to have a real impact um, on outcomes, also things like student satisfaction, engagement. When you think about, you know, this milestone in your journey with uh, Cal State East Bay, with the hackathon and, and rolling out some chatbots, what, what's, what's happening next year? How do you kind of extend that and say, okay, this is a great win and we're doing some great stuff. And now what's the next thing? And when is it happening? Give us some dates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Like yeah, higher ed is a challenging market. Um, you know, the, 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 you know, the legacy systems we work with, all these kind of things. And um, my strategy has been, okay, let's pile, let's, let's think about this. What are, what are our biggest barriers to uh, progression? And, um, you know, some of these legacy systems are sort of in the way. So if I was able to capture everything that I can about a student in one modern platform like Salesforce, then what can I do next? And this is sort of part of my strategy in general. Um, so essentially, in, our, in Salesforce, in our campus, we're searching to finalize. We've, we have a lot, a lot of data in there. but every single aspect of a student, um, student's life cycle while they're on campus. So we already have the, their admissions data um, for when they apply and, and move in through, through that process. And now we're capturing well, through our student community um, all the things that they do on campus, meaning every club they joined, every 
you know, every uh, sport, sports team they're, they're a part of, et cetera, um, all the events they've attended. So you can sort of get it, start getting a picture about what a student's about that way. That's interesting, I think. Um, and then, um, then we're also using it as sort of a service management layer. And one of my goals is to try to get as much student data in front of our staff, um, meaning when somebody pulls up a student record and they're about to have a conversation with them about some topic, then they'll see, you know, the basic photo and their, their bio demo data. But maybe we can provide something more interesting, a little maybe some insight into what that student's really about or maybe even how to interact with that student the best. Um, and then what are my goal there is to sort of turn, um, you know, students from just being transactions to people um, and being viewed as people instead of just, oh, this is another number we need to move through. I love that. I think that there's a t-shirt there. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a transaction. I don't know. I'm, I'm working on my next career as a t-shirt salesperson. Um, <laughs> it's like the prisoner series, right? Yeah. 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 Something. Yeah. Well, let's ideate on that's Our next podcast is all about t-shirt design. <laughs> I like it. I mean, we have a hobby right there, Jason. <laughs> like, totally. That's the hobby explain. I need. Yeah. I think I'd be really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if this doesn't work out, clearly there's another path for me. Um, actually, Jake, um, by the way, I'm still on your LinkedIn page. So I think you, you'll probably get some alerts about that later. <laughs> BRD, I'm going to go update my LinkedIn real quick. Yeah, I know. I think we need to do another podcast. I don't know if it's another episode of this podcast or a separate podcast altogether just about how to manage your LinkedIn page. But I'm on yours, Jake. I mean, you know, I was watching um, uh, uh, a speaker the other day who was talking about his life journey and um, multiple careers that he's had over the course of his life and like entirely different careers, you know, going from being a doctor to, I think, you know, uh, working in startups and uh, now an investor, lots of different, um, entirely different careers. Um, and I got really inspired about that, actually, um, especially now that I have this idea to be a t-shirt designer. <laughs> um, but Jake, uh, just going back to your LinkedIn profile, um, you know, you've, you've had a journey too. I mean, you were in the Air Force. Uh, it looks like you've had some, some interesting career moments. I'm really just curious, you know, how did you uh, decide to, to jump into higher ed and what, what brought you here? What's, 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 what's motivating you, Jake? What's your inspiration? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you think about it, I, uh, while I was in the Air Force, I had the opportunity to basically go to f school full-time while working full-time. Um, the, my entire career um, through every degree, actually. Um, and that, that, I mean, so I was so close to hire it a lot. And also I worked for the Air Force Research Laboratory and we were actually stationed right in the middle of Arizona State University on their, on their I think it's the East Campus. I can't remember the name, but either way that um, in the Mesa site. And that was a, a good experience. You know, it was kind of always surrounded by people that wanted to learn, wanted to do other stuff. And I like the energy that goes behind that. And I like, um, so after the Air Force, I kind of, I went to the reserves actually and worked for the Air Force Academy while staying over England. And I started working at the University of Cambridge first. Um, I think I went, I think I, I don't even know why I got that job. You know, I didn't know anything about higher ed tech and all this. Um, but, and I think they were looking for somebody to make a change and I just answered every question wrong. They're like, oh, you're the guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so, and oh, also, um, for the, from the Salesforce side, uh, at the higher ed summit, by the way, um, Salesforce has this program called VetForce, and they, they help veterans and their families uh, get free training in Salesforce to prepare for a career after the military. 
and uh, I'll be on that panel. Um, so come check that out <laughs> as another plug. I know you're really plugging Higher Ed Summit, but which, by the way, is April 16th through 18th in San, sunny, beautiful San Diego <laughs> on the water. Um, anything else? Haley, I mean, you've, you've been to Higher Ed Summit. What, what, what number would this be for you? Oh, man. Uh, I was trying to actually figure this out the other day. I think this is my fifth Higher Ed Summit, um, which feels kind of crazy. That might be too high. It might be fourth or fifth, but it's my favorite event of the entire year. Um, I always joke that it feels like yeah. it's Salesforce homecoming um, for Higher Ed <laughs> and that uh, I'm like, all my friends are there. Um, and so I, I always get really excited to go. And I'm one very excited to be in San Diego uh, <laughs> instead of Michigan. We love Michigan, <laughs> but yeah, San Diego is going to be great. Um, yeah. Yeah, greater than right now. <laughs> San Diego I mean, greater than Michigan like right now. <laughs> probably people listening who haven't yet been to a higher ed summit, or maybe this is their first one. I mean, I guess maybe to both of you, I would love to hear, you know, what would you tell somebody who's coming for the first time or even thinking about coming? Yeah, I'll take that one first. Um, it, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but I think the best part about it is that it's overwhelming in the best way. So it, um, there are so many people who are ready to share, ready to talk through it. We're a really unique industry in that way that people share exactly what they're doing on their campus. And sometimes even, you know, screenshots of like real live things, not, not data, but like, you know, real live pieces within their Salesforce work. Um, and it's just um, such a unique industry to be in where people share that, um, you know, kind of information, how they've really transformed their campus with Salesforce. Uh, it's also maybe one of the only times where you can get all those people and those thought leaders in the same room and have them start talking about the impact on education and, you know, what the kinds of things that they're doing on their campus, like what Jake's doing, um, you know, have really impacted and helped campus kind of across. Um, the, the only other thing I'll say is uh, you get to see real examples. So um, it can be really hard sometimes to see past, um, you know, Salesforce is this really great, fantastic, big platform. <laughs> and, uh, and this just removes that level of, of, oh my gosh, that level of abstraction of it. Um, where you're actually able to to really dig in and see some of those things. What about you, Jake? Do you like Higher Ed Summit? What do you like about it? <laughs> I do. I think I think it's uh, it's like a, we, I've gone to Dreamforce every year for I don't know ten years or something. But Dreamforce is 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 huge. You know, you're running from Moscone Center, watching I don't know um, Michelle Obama, and then you have to run up the hill uh, to go see your to the uh, Higher Ed space, and it, it's really it's really confusing. So higher ed stuff is super focused. Um, then you get to meet all the people that you've been chatting to on the power of us hub for the last year. And it, it's, it's nice to put faces to the, to the, <laughs> to the handles you've been, um, <laughs> seeing all year long. I'm not just a handle. That's my new t-shirt as well. I'm really busy making t-shirts over here guys if you can just yeah now that is the power of us oh my god we have like two weeks Haley to make a bunch of t-shirts for higher ed summit so we really need to get cranking yeah. on this yeah I got this. <laughs> well like we'll just start tie-dying them now because it got to be oh, tie-dye yeah, too totally. like it has to be yeah okay <laughs> we're on the same wavelength here I, yeah. Jake, could you create a chatbot to like recommend t-shirts to people like I think so. We'll be like, why not? Uh, support your local uh, higher ed council. There's another one. <laughs> that is another cool thing about higher ed summit, though. You do get a lot of really good swag. So, you know, there, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so leave space in your suitcase because you're going to need, like. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. leave some room in your suitcase. <laughs> oh, man. Hacking tips. That's another podcast <laughs> you need to do. Um, okay. So, Jake, um, it's been really good talking with you today and um i actually feel like we should 
maybe ask you a little bit about, you know, a lot of folks who are listening are interested in, in what we're doing here at Salesforce, interested in what you're doing, thinking about AI. Um, we talked about some of the stuff you're doing. What would you say to folks who are thinking about getting started, but maybe aren't sure quite where to start? You know, that's, a, that's a, actually a really good question. Um, I think, kind of like I talked about before, um, thinking about your strategy behind all of this and what you're really going to need and what you're trying to impact the most. You know, your school could be challenged with, you know, recruiting and, you know, AI can certainly help in that space. Or maybe you want to make sure that, uh, you know, in your your selection, you're not um, student selection, you're not causing, you know, any fraud. So, yeah, sorry, that's a timely one. Um, and, you know, or maybe you're just trying to improve efficiencies, things like that. Or um, there's so many things you can do in the, in, in preparation to think about what what are the things you need to impact first, and then to start thinking about your data and you know where's how are you going to get all the data from all those disparate systems in the right place, and can you get the buy-in from all of your customers, or maybe you'll find a champion on campus. You know we have some on ours that really get it, and so that that helped. Uh, we have good leadership across the entire campus too that get along and they get it. So it's that's been nice. Now. If you don't have that situation, then you just try to find anywhere you can make successes. Chatbot was an easy one, you know, to give, to get foot in the door so people understand it. Um, well, we have other tech on campus that, that also uh, does AI kind of things, but again, sort of more locked down proprietary models. And we're trying to break away from that. So certainly, but only in pockets and in verticals and silos. Let's let's bring bring this, these tools to the rest of the campus, democratize our data and our tool sets and see what happens. Uh, you know, it's worth an experiment. In the worst case, you set up the next generation of staff, faculty, and students for uh, for success by providing the framework. So if you're a CIO, whether wherever you're at in your career on, or on the campus, then, you know, set yourself up or the next person to be, to succeed. And that's sort of my advice in general. Um, but again, find the right technology, break free of the legacy stuff as soon as you possibly can. All of us have usually old ERPs or, um, um, things like PeopleSoft, et cetera, that, that are really challenging and you can get, your life can get consumed by them. So think about strategies and I can help with that if just reach out to me uh, to talk about how you can um, reduce that technical debt that comes with those systems and focus on really what makes a difference. Yeah, if someone's interested, they just reach out to you on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I have a question about something you just said. Sorry, not to make a joke about LinkedIn, because I'm seriously like, I need to go update it now after this. (laughs) But um, I'm I'm curious about, so you you had this um, one that was probably one of the best answers I've ever heard to that. Like, you know, we ask that question a lot. I think sometimes it it kind of catches you off guard. You're like, well, of course you would start with, um, you know, thinking about how, you know, how you might do something or how there's a specific use case, but you really are all about empowering and bringing community in into Salesforce on your campus. And so I'm, I love the answer you had about the next generation, you know, uh, build basically for students. But how do you kind of maintain that interest and that buy-in um, that you have um, or that you, you know, that you started with from all those different people on campus? And how do you keep that going through the course of, you know, what is sure to be a couple, you know, a couple more years probably <laughs> on the Salesforce platform? But how do you keep that going? What do you guys do? Um, whether it be activities or meetings or how do you kind of keep that sponsorship and that engagement there? Um, I actually, I, I did something on this campus. That I did similarly when I was at UC Hastings, I, I created, it's not, it's a program really. And it's about educating people about um, what CRM means, not about technology necessarily. So it, what I call it on my campus is called compass, but I think I need to change it. Cause I think university of Florida already had that for theirs. Um, 
Uh, my previous one was called uh, Kaleidoscope. Uh, you see, I name everything. Oh, wow. and I make These are good and, names. These are really good names, though. <laughs> yeah, I make the t-shirts and the mugs. Actually, that program still is there. They still have the t-shirts and the mugs. We've but, expanded um, to mugs now. I like. <laughs> we are really mugs, good yeah. at bringing this all full circle today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we, so we're doing the best we can. It hasn't been easy, but we've been able to obviously keep it up. We've really only started. They started uh, a year and a half ago, and we had no Salesforce, no CRM at all, actually, um, and no communication tools, no marketing tools, and now we have pretty much nearly every product. I think so. You know, we have an advancement on board, um, finishing up soon in the next month or two. We have our student community. We have our one-stop shop with case management. We have social studio, um, et cetera, et cetera, and a million other tools that connect back in. Um, so it's been, I think keeping that a velocity, um, keeping people as informed as possible. It hasn't been easy. Um, get some successes, talk about them, do these kind of things. And, suddenly people start coming out of the woodwork. Another strategy I took too is I'm going to fund all of this. So if you were using some legacy platform, I will basically essentially pay you to replace it, you know, department X. Um, so I'll do the, you know, the set up the program, get it done for you, um, ensure you have the right maintenance package. I'm going to train all of your staff so then once I'm done, you can own that product. That is your slice of the overall pie. And so there can be um, free. I was actually just talking about to that. So Tom Andrioli is the CIO of, of uh, the UC system, and you know, we were talking about. So, how do we uh, how do we do something for these departments without looking like we're the big bad IT and and then being so? One of those ways is to say, look, you're going to have this, you're going to own it, you're going to build it with us, and that that's that's kept up some of the energy. Um, now, unfortunately, we have so much backlog, meaning people keep coming on board. And going, I want this, I want this. Um, so it, it's it's getting harder, but that's a good sign, to have, good thing to have. If people dry it up, sort of, if that pipeline started drying up, then I'd be nervous. Yeah, no, you're right. Like it, it, I like to call Salesforce. Sometimes it's the if you give a mouse a cookie platform. You know that book. That's like if you give a mouse a cookie, he's gonna want a glass of milk. And and it's in the best way um, because as soon as you show them the power of something on the platform like that, or the power of you know the even just um, you know the CRM piece, but the activity timelines and the events and the capturing all that data at scale, they want more, right? And they. Um, they have other use cases that come in and some of the um, the white space in between where those other products as legacy systems exist. So I like what you said there. I think that's a really great strategy for keeping people engaged. And you guys, it sounds like you guys have done a really great job keeping up um, with the pace in which campus is also demanding, which is the other balancing act that you have to do. Yeah, it was very difficult. We have a mixture of, you know, obviously functional staff being trained and learning and helping build um, some partners like Aperio, UCI, um, uh, and others. So it wasn't even a single partner strategy. It was train IT, run as fast as they can, use partners to augment, train our staff internally so they can maintain, and then kind of iterate through all that over and over and over again. That sort of helped keep the cost much lower than normal in terms of you went with partner from scratch and you wanted to build a compass-wide CRM. You know, uh, when I was a consultant, my eyes would light up like, oh, yes, yeah, so <laughs> we, we can do that. There is a strategy that can, you can make it um, – affordable and actually in the end once you start looking at all the legacy stuff that we've deprecated and not paying for anymore it actually works out economically for us um so that's that's the was a kind of a no i don't think surprising but um i think surprising for others on campus 
Jake, um, I want to thank you for being here today. I mean, it's just so great to uh, speak with you and to have this conversation. Uh, it's fantastic to hear about all the work you're doing, that you're you know, really just getting stuff done. You're focusing on high value activities and you really, you know, what I think, what did you say? IT is the big, was it the bad wolf or something? Yeah, it, it often and, looked like that. You know. Yeah, right. And you're not doing that, right? You're the you're the partner. You're the community builder. You're kind of in the game with everybody and and helping kind of uh, lift everybody up. I just think that's so great a great inspiration. So, um, Jake Hornsby, great guest uh, with us today. And you're going to be at and I'm going to plug our event again. You're going to be at the Higher Ed Summit, <laughs> April 16th through 18th. Um, do you want to just mention your session one more time, just so folks know that? Right. So I'll be, I'll be, my session title, I believe, is the uh, staged approach to CRM and higher ed, a campus wide CRM. And, you know, it'll go through all the stages, the, the speed in which I did it, how I did it, how, what kind of staff I use, training, partners, um, how much I spent, sort of, at least sort of obfuscated because I'm not allowed to share all of it. But, but you'll get the idea. Trust me. If you're smart, you'll figure out what, what the numbers mean. Um, and, yeah, so it should be pretty good. Definitely for someone who's interested in how is this all tied together, and um, maybe it would be good for you, like a good presentation to bring someone you're trying to convince that this is possible and doable, and in not the time in a shorter timeline than you think if you take the right strategy. That's fantastic. I hope that I don't have a conflict. So I really want to attend your session, and uh, it sounds pretty fantastic. I think it sounds better than like just pretty good. By the way, I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm excited to shake your hand and meet you officially there. <laughs> He's not just a handle. He's a real person. <laughs> He's not <laughs> just a handle. <laughs> um, hey, guess what, Haley? That wraps up um, episode two of our podcast. This is a big moment, milestone for us. <laughs> and uh, I know. That was really fun. Um, you know, it's great. You've got was. some stories like this that, you know, just show the power of the platform and quick power of the platform as well. So. Yeah. Well, Haley, thanks. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. And uh, to everyone listening, thank you for uh, being part of this conversation, investing your time with us. And we will see you soon on episode three. Take care.